Welcome to Stone Cold Shows. I'm Brandon Strange alongside Charlie Palillo and Josh Jordan. You can follow them on X at Palillo and at Josh Jordan 975. Hello, everybody. It's been a while since you've seen us on this channel because the offseason has been pretty quiet for your Houston Astros. The first real news that broke was this week, and it was the revelation that Kendall Graveman will miss the entire 2024 season following shoulder surgery. And just to kind of highlight why that's such a big deal to get everyone caught up, the deals for Phil Maton, Hector Neris and Ryan Stanek all expired at the end of last season. So then uh, news breaking just earlier today as of this recording that the Astros have reached a deal with closer Josh Hader. The deal is straight up. So Jim Crane spits on your deferred money, Dodgers. As Chandler Rome notes, Jim Crane has never spent more than $58 million on a free agent and never more than four years to a free agent contract. This is five years, $95 million. So let's start there at the shock value here, guys. For a team that seemed to be playing it really conservative to this point, just how surprised are you that the Astros make this splash, this record-breaking splash to spend money on the bullpen? It's a thunderbolt, right? Other than the rumblings of the last couple of days for the Astros to dive into this deep end of the pool for basically 60 innings of work. Josh Hader's been a one-inning and one-inning-only guy, but he's been an awesome guy. His strikeout rate declined some in 2023. Well, he's still ahead of the class. I mean, this is one of the great blow-away guy relief pitchers that Major League Baseball has seen. If you want to call it full circle, right? Josh Hader originally dealt away by the Astros in the acquisitions of Carlos Gomez and and... Are we allowed to say his name? Mike Myers. But as a lefty blowtorch in the pen, just days shy of when Billy Wagner's probably going to get that call for election to the Cooperstown Baseball Hall of Fame, Josh Hader at his peak strikes out guys the way Billy Wagner did and sometimes then some. So it's a spectacular acquisition. And in the what have you done lately uh, for me lately world, the grousing over the Astros aren't spending any money. Well, it's not as if they were carrying a $120 million payroll. Now they're inevitably, indisputably, unless they have a major in-season sell-off, and that's not going to happen because it's going to be a contending team, right? They're into the first tax threshold. Something to be said for keeping your powder dry because when Dana Brown fires, and obviously this is a Jim Crane signed-off move, five years, $95 million. Hater doesn't quite get the market setter that Edwin Diaz got from the Mets last year, but that was Daddy Warbucks' money. Five years, 102. I mean, this is a massive amount of money for the volume of work you get out of the guy, but a 1.21 earned run average. The Astros added the best closer in the game. I am completely shocked by this move. And the timing of it, I find very interesting, too. It, the Texans finally starting to get something going for the first time in years. And the day before their playoff game against the Ravens, the Astros dropped this news like, hey, don't forget about us. Don't forget about who the real big dog is in this city. So I find the timing very curious, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad they did something. They have a lot of people they could be paying, and they decided to do this with the money. So I'm very surprised with them getting under the, the competitive balance tax recently. I thought that was their goal, and they, they wanted to stay under that to make sure they get all the draft compensation possible. So I am stunned by this move here today. There are potential other shoes to drop beyond, and, and Josh kind of hinted at there. Uh, this would not seem to make it increasingly likely that Alex Bregman uh, gets an additional contract. Uh, with the Astros, obviously, Jose Altuve is up as well. Uh, Ryan Presley is going into the last year with a vesting option for 2025. Brian Abreu is the one cheap arm in that pen. 
Uh, you know, has Jim Crane come to a reckoning where, you know what, the franchise value has gone up and up and up and I can't take it all with me. And not like Jim Crane is Jerry Jones's age. Um, but, you know, the thinking was if Jim Crane was going to sign off on a leap into a competitive balance tax threshold land, it was going to be for a dramatic acquisition. This qualifies, but I would say that five years of Josh Hader at 19 million per for 60 innings or so of work per year, that's not better than extending Kyle Tucker, right? Who's under Astros control for two more years. And I'm not saying it's an either or, but if two years from now, the Astros budget doesn't allow for an extension of Kyle Tucker, if that is even in play, the rearview mirror on the Josh Hader contract could be less, uh, less exciting than it is today. But for the 2024 Astros, this is just sensational. Would you rather have seen them spent that money on, say, a bat or maybe even a starting pitcher? I mean, it seems like a bat may be a luxury at this point. But here we are. You've got you know Rafael Montero making ten million a year. You've got Ryan Presley making fourteen. You now you've got Hater who's making nineteen. That's a lot of money. So number one, are you surprised that bullpen of all places this money was spent? And two is, what's your concern level for spending that sort of money all on your bullpen? I mean, it really is an un-Astro-like move in the Jim Crane era. So whether he was just biting his tongue really hard before saying, go ahead, do it, the landscape has shifted. Major League Baseball is cash flush. Obviously, the franchise values have skyrocketed, but the Astros were a money-printing machine in 2023 top five, maybe as high as top three in revenue. So, you know, if you're going to take a hit for a year or two and you're operating income for a given year, in the big picture, you're still wildly, wildly profitable. And if you're trying to squeeze what you can, maybe this is the last year of a run featuring an Altuve-Bregman tandem as the remaining core, Springer gone, Correa gone, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it is a lot of money. But at most, at most, Presley is back for one more year after this, if that. And the rest of the bullpen will be really cheap after the, the one-two punch. Yeah, for me, I'm I'm glad they went with a lefty. I'm, I'm thinking them looking in their own division with the Rangers beating you and, you know, Corey Seager, incredible left-handed hitter that you're going to have to deal with. So Hater makes a lot of sense from that perspective. I think in some ways paying all this money, they're – they're kind of paying for their Montero sins again here. They did it one time with the Graveman trade to, to kind of fix that mistake. And, and now Graveman goes down and they're kind of doing it again here by adding haters. So yeah, it's risky, you know, with pitchers. I mean, look what we're dealing with, with Lance McCullers, you know, anything happens to, you know, an elbow or something like that. And, and it's a bad contract. So it's concerning, but you know, at least he's what 29. So he's still a pretty young guy. Five-year deal, that doesn't worry me too much. I like it better than signing Naris for $50 million, who's already 35 years old. So if, if you're going to go in, you know, go all in. But, yeah, it's certainly a concern because what have we been talking about? What's going to happen with Tucker? What's going to happen with Bregman, Altuve? So something to keep an eye on. But it tells us Crane's willing to go over the tax threshold, which he hasn't done since the Grinky deal. So that's encouraging. You know, and Hayter has been great for years. Montero had one good season, and Crane, Bagwell, Reggie Jackson, whoever factored in, they messed up going three years at $11.5 per for him. Uh, Hayter is grade A prime. It's still a little bit of a, a wow of a sticker element for any relief pitcher. Five years, $95 million, you know, setting Edwin Diaz in a, in a separate category. But, you know, if you're, if you're going to 
overspend, so to speak. At least you're getting it for proven with an extended track record and a guy who the way he's been used uh, should have pretty good tread wear still on the tires. Josh, to your point, I give credit where it's due because Jim Crane, he's not letting his team pay for that mistake. He's paying for that mistake out of his pocketbook. So they they made the mistake with Montero. And yes, they're they're having to pay for it seemingly twice because now you're having to cover for Graveman, which Graveman was kind of a concession that the Montero deal was not good. So let's talk about that bullpen now. Seven, eight, nine for the Astros are now some combination of Brian Abreu, Josh Hader, and Ryan Presley. I Josh, you talked about the flexibility here with having uh, a lefty option now in the bullpen. Where does this bullpen now rank? Give me the Astros. One of the big reasons for this, I'm going to take them first, just the playoff experience. Hater's got five years of playoff experience, and then you put that together with what Presley and Abreu have done the last several years. Give me the guys that have been tested in the biggest moments. You know, two of those three guys have a world championship, and they were a big part of winning that World Series with Presley there and Abreu. So give me the Astros. You know, you could throw a lot of names around, but, man, I'll take the experience every time. The depth is a question, but depth schmepth for a couple of reasons. I mean, think of it. Ryan Presley off 2023 performance, he should be the Astros seventh inning guy, right? This is a World Series proven, never gives it up in the postseason closer, who's the third best arm now in the pen after a Braves breakout year. And Josh Hader just has uh, an overall better resume as a closer. So the point is get into the playoffs and the way the sport is played in October, postseason October is different. Right. You're going to move a starter or two into your bullpen to fortify the depth issues. So, you know, that Maton, Naris, Graveman aren't there to be your fourth, fifth, sixth relievers. That's really not that big a deal. And to why they went on Hater, first off, we'll see what ultimately Blake Snell gets, or Jordan Montgomery gets. Clearly, Crane did not want to go five, six years, 160, 170, 200 million, whatever Scott Boris squeezes out of somebody. Um, that they have five, six guys for their rotation, plus the looming returns of Garcia, McCullers. They'll hope to figure that out during the course of the season. But now they have money in the bank, one, two, threefold in the pen. And one other point on Josh Hader, a team that has been linked to him as a possibility pretty consistently through this offseason, the World Series champions. So the Astros add Hader, which among other things means the Texas Rangers do not add Josh Hader to their bullpen. Indeed. This was fun. We did not expect this. That's why we're all in different locations here. For those that are Texans fans, we'll be doing a live reaction to Texans Ravens on Saturday. So if you're watching this before or watching this on Saturday, uh, we invite you to follow us over at our Sports Map Texans channel. And you can follow our podcast, Texans on Tap, on that channel and also on your favorite podcast app. For Charlie and Josh, I'm Brandon. Appreciate you dropping in and joining us for this discussion. We will catch you next time as soon as the season starts back up or as soon as we have some breaking news. Perhaps the Astros sign Blake Snell as well. We'll talk to you soon. Go Astros. 